Welcome to Motivation Insiders, the podcast that explores the way incentive, recognition, and loyalty programs are designed, implemented, and measured. We look at motivation with an exclusive view from, well, inside. With the help of experts from inside the industry and researchers examining the underlying motivations of why people do what they do, Motivation Insiders develops a unique perspective that you'll find valuable as a designer or a program owner. In this episode, we have something special planned for you, but first, let's get some blocking and tackling out of the way. The series is produced under the direction of the Incentive Marketing Association and its affiliate, the Incentive and Engagement Solution Providers, or IESP. And most importantly, we want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode, US Bank. US Bank is a pioneer in the prepaid payments industry. The U.S. Bank Rewards Card is a flexible, efficient, and convenient way for businesses to award and thank employees, sales teams, and customers. The Rewards Card is a single-load card available as a digital or a plastic card. We work with many organizations to offer prepaid reward cards to influence behaviors and reward participants. To learn more about U.S. Bank, please visit usbank.com forward slash rewards. And after all that, I'm your host, Tim Houlihan, and I'm glad that you can join us. As I mentioned earlier, we've got something special planned. In this episode of Motivation Insiders, we're going to focus on the IMA Summit in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the week of August 9th, 2021. You should know that the summit was canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic, but the event was back on in 2021, and the leaders were looking forward to an even greater meetup in 2022. So why produce a podcast about an event that just happened? Well, it's critical for every industry to stay connected and to inform its members, but the biggest reason for the people of the industry is to know what's going on. And the best way to do that is to talk to other people in the industry. People like... My name is Taylor Gillespie. Patrick Kepper. I'm Jill Whalen. Steve Preppery. Okay, my name is Billy Reese. Hi, I'm Michael Donnelly. I'm Drew Mitchell. Yeah, my name is John Cueva from Guadalajara, Mexico. My name is Ellie Susi. Paul Hebert. Uh, David Klein. This is uh, Lincoln Smith. My name is Lori Rincon with Continental Premium Corporation. I'm Chris Galloway. Mamun Masab. I'm Rich Killian. I'm Ashley Green. Scott Silver. Suhas Guzrati. I'm Ira Ozer. I'm Holly Glowati. Sure. I'm Bill Martucci. I am Peter Cannon. You see, people need to be with other people. I mean, at least the vast majority of the Earth's population. Actual hermits are extremely rare. I mean, extremely. extremely. In general, humans need to be with other people. And there's a very simple reason for it. It's our DNA. When ancient humans were forming tribes and moving out of the forests and onto the savannah, our relatives quickly discovered that we weren't the fastest, we didn't have the best hearing or the best eyesight, and our sense of smell was eh, only so-so compared to the other animals in the world around us. Survival for humans first rested on our brain's ability to problem-solve. And a close second was our ability to cooperate. When one of the hunters in the tribe was injured, the rest of the tribe nursed him back to health because another healthy hunter, well, it just made the tribe less likely to go hungry. And yes, there are a few other species in the animal kingdom that do cooperate in certain situations, but not nearly to the degree that we do. 
We cooperate because we are terrible at surviving without the help of others. Now, over thousands of generations, things have evolved. The cooperation that kept the tribe well-fed transformed into familial, then community relationships based on things like trust and reciprocity. Eventually, corporations themselves became tribes, and networking became the proxy for helping other tribal members. Saying hello to someone you've only met on Zoom stimulates that ancient part of your brain that reminds us how good it is to be connected. Don't take my word for it. Actually, just listen to what attendees said in response to my question, why are you here? Um, just really important to get in front of people. Um, we've had a lot of conversations over the last kind of 18 months with folks, but you, you get those kind of aha moments when you're talking to people face to face. It helps you explain to show the, the kind of products and services that you do rather than just having a screen to be able to do that. So we're here to network with our gift card partners, the retail brands that we sell gift cards for to schools and churches, so all the big Home Depot and um, also some third-party Blackhawk and companies like that where we buy our gift cards through. Um, I came to get a lot of education and learn a lot as well as meet new people, extend my network and put some faces to names of people I've communicated with um, over the phone, over email, etc. Really to network. I definitely will come next year. I always leave here learning. I always learn something new at the IMA Summit. Yes, very much so because uh, one of the reasons I'm here is to see and to learn what are the best practices and how I can take that into Mexico because uh, our focus is on uh, international companies, global companies and if I really make sure that uh, this uh, new findings and, and, and data that has been shared we can also use it uh, in Mexico as a support. I'm very excited to be here this year. Who wouldn't be? Beautiful like location. And networking, networking with all the incentive guys. Uh, it just makes your world so much easier to uh, network with the right people, to know that you're on the right path when you're running a business. Socializing, it's uh, networking, it is uh, a few fun events that we throw in together. So. I do. I actually hope that I can develop some of these relationships even more. The networking, there's always something new to learn. I mean, it's definitely a great opportunity to, to come and network. I think we could all get better. I think this is a great solution to really learn end-to-end -end how you can create a better, for me, employee experience. And I think people similar to my position can also learn from that. So I think this year in particular has a higher emphasis on that networking and being in person collaborating, sharing, and talking about what the future of this industry is. I've, I've come every year since, uh, since 1993 to the IMA Summit. Um, Why? The, the networking, um, the, the, the people, the face-to-face -face contacts, um, everybody here wants to, to, to raise the level. I always find the IMA Summit a place to build relationships, um, network, to meet new people. I always find some valuable people to meet. There's no doubt as a president of a company, the networking with, with industry experts helps you, you know, are, are we staying, are, are we ahead of the pack, are we in the pack, are we behind the pack or whatever. 
Um, from a program ownership, you know, really it's just about that, you know, making the connections, creating the networks and knowing what's out there to, to end up building the structures, the incentive programs that I do. You know, build network um, so that our offering becomes stronger and even uh, get a few clients if I can. So when people comment that I network and I'm introducing people regularly, it's because that's how I was treated. That's all I've seen you doing in the last couple of days. I see you, every time I see you, you're introducing someone. That is completely how I grew my business here, yeah. and so I'm just giving a little back. It's, I'm nothing special. Now, there is a tiny bit of behavioral science here that I don't want you to miss. And it's about how important it is to be face-to-face, -face, in the same room, in the presence of other people, and why it's difficult to fully anticipate all the benefits we can get from it. In a recent conversation with Dr. Vanessa Bonds, a researcher at Cornell University and the author of You Have More Influence Than You Think, she commented that asking someone, even a stranger, for something when you're face-to-face -face is more powerful than we think it will be. To demonstrate the power of this in-person effect, she conducted a study to differentiate how what we think we'll do in a particular situation from what we will actually do. So with one group of study participants, she asked them to consider this imaginary scenario. Say someone asked you to unlock your phone and hand it over to them so they could take it into the next room and search through it. Would you allow them to do it? Would you even possibly consider it? Here's Vanessa explaining the results. And what we found is the vast majority of people said, no one's going to do that, and I would not do that, certainly. But with a separate group of study participants, she asked them for real. The researchers actually walked up to them and said, can you unlock your phone so I can take it into the next room and run through it? But when we actually asked people, 97% in our first study agreed. Just unlocked their phone and handed it over. It's the biggest effect I've ever found. Um, and it really, it was crazy. It really came down to this idea that we think in the moment that it's easy to say no, but in fact, it's really hard. The power of talking with someone in person is greater than we can imagine. And the summit is a terrific gathering place to make that happen. But of course, being together in person wasn't the only reason to attend the summit. Conferences are more than just big networking events, and this summit was no different. There were many speakers in breakout sessions and educational sessions that engaged the attendees, and the keynote that landed really well with virtually everyone. And that was John Foley, a retired United States Air Force Blue Angels pilot. He delivered a keynote that did a great job of exciting the audience with his glad to be here messaging used by the Blue Angels. I thought it was amazing. Um, I think he did a fantastic job making it relevant for our group and tying in his expertise and uh, his successes, what made him successful in his career path to ours. So I thought it was very relevant and, and great to, to listen to his um, perspective. John left glad to be here stickers at the tables in the main hall that were snapped up after his emotionally charged presentation. And all day long, I could hear people in the hallways ending their conversations with glad to be here. 
The educational sessions were strong as well, including practical presentations on reward redemption and thought-provoking sessions like one from Paul Hebert at Workstride. I talked with Paul before he headed into his presentation, and he let me know that his approach was going to be different from the basic blocking and tackling of program design. Because really, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of, okay, you need to do you know, three group competitions in a, in a spiff. I'm going to be talking about how do you approach program design? What's that, what's that mental state that you have to be in? And, and how do you, what do you, when you bring your full self to that, what does that look like? So it's very philosophical, which is a very different kind of point of view on how to design programs. And some came for both the in-person time and the education. Taylor Gillespie from Fiserv summed it up nicely. Um, I came to get a lot of education and learn a lot, as well as meet new people, extend my network, and put some faces to names of people I've communicated with um, over the phone, over email, etc. And of course, there were rewards. For any industry whose central mission is to recognize behaviors, many rewards were shared and many recipients marched to the stage with applause. It was, as they say, all good. Now, time to get back to... So we're here to network. 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 Uh, networking. And network. Networking and being in person, collaborating, sharing, and talking about what the future of this industry is. We spoke with Lincoln Smith, who is the Chief Strategy Officer at HMI, as well as the Vice President of the ISP SIG in the IMA. What is a SIG? A SIG is a special interest group organized to take advantage of particular aspects of the organization or to align around more narrowly defined objectives and commonalities. Lincoln is passionate about the summit and spoke about how important it is for industry professionals to up their games. And, you know, how that's taken on a greater importance here in 21 and moving into 22. I think that, uh, you know, how we treat each other, how we... Uh, you know, communicate with one another, um, you know, how do we align each other for our goals and, you know, the practices of incentives and engagement programs have really taken on a higher degree of importance in many organizations. So I think that, you know, hearing about these different design tactics and disciplines on how to do that effectively has been really one of the main themes that I hear in almost every one of the sessions, regardless if it's travel or um, employee-based or a channel-based incentive. Again, they all have to do with really engaging those audience members in a really meaningful way. Mike Donnelly is the president of Hinda Incentives and a longtime participant in IMA and RPI. I caught up with Mike after one of the educational sessions, and he laid out a case to experience the summit in a more folksy way. Depending on what position you are in, you know, in the industry, it's all going to be beneficial. You know, whether you're a seasoned professional, like I, like I think I, I like to think I am at times, I find myself learning so much all the time. You know, people have different ways of looking at things, different products, innovation, platforms, technology, um, different partnerships you can put together. If you're a newbie in the industry, oh my God, you know, just just buy somebody a beer and go talk to them, you know, and, and, and go to all the sessions and, and just take away all the knowledge that people have. You know, it's always a journey in this industry, right? And so you choose the journey you're going to be on. And this is, as you make a little stop in this journey, you're just going to pick up a lot, a lot of great information, no matter what stage you are in your career. 
Doubling down on Mike's comments was Peter Cannon, the founder and president of Ticket Jones, and he echoed a warm and fuzzy approach to the industry that not only competes with each other, but also collaborates with each other. That theme of collaboration yes. and cooperation has, has is genuine. Up. Yeah. Well, why do you think that is? I have no idea. I've been in the music business, which you discussed is complete, we discussed is completely cutthroat. Mm. I've been in environmental politics. It's in the ticket business. I know a little bit about the shoe business since my father was in that. And that, that's all cutthroat compared to this. This is Mayberry. It's lovely. <laughs> I would come to this two or three times a year. Just that I, there's no pressure. Everyone's cool. It's just really unique. So you, if you're on the fence, just if, if for enter, nothing else than entertainment value. We'll show you a good time. Near the end of the conference, I met up with Holly Glowati from Prize Out. She's been to seven summits and emphasized the value of staying educated on the latest trends while you're staying connected. She actually highlighted this in a very interesting juxtaposition. I have a weekly call with a, a group of women in incentives from around the, like basically around the globe. And we were all saying that like it's kind of crazy if you're talking to someone in Australia or South Africa or wherever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who would normally get to be here, right? Like, you know, there's we usually do get that, that global influence, which is always exciting as well. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about how no matter where you are, our industry has really had new players enter and people ask a lot of questions and we have this opportunity to lead. And so it's, it's an exciting time. And there were several folks that I caught up with who traveled very long distances to attend. John Cueva traveled from Guadalajara, Mexico. And Mamun Masarwa traveled from Dubai, which is 7,800 miles from Fort Lauderdale. Mamun is convinced this is the best conference he's ever attended and referenced a connection with Peter Cannon from earlier in the day just to make this point. No, I just, uh, you know... Just the, the, the platform of this organization is, I think it's one of the best I have ever seen or in other uh, conferences. The reason is everyone is willing to help and support. I came one time two years back and I was introduced by Peter, whom I just met like at the Peter Cannon. I just met like five minutes back, introduced me to Wendy of Tango Card. And by now we have done around maybe one million dollars worth of business with Tango Card. Fantastic. So I love um, that. And you know, yeah. no one, I mean, Peter didn't benefit anything. No. But the idea here is people are open and although maybe three of them are competitors here in, in the business world, yeah. but they're working together, they're sharing experiences and the market is big enough to allow everybody to be there. That's fantastic. So that's one of the best takeaways for me from uh, the IMA. Before we wrap up, I thought it might be good to close with some thoughts from Lincoln Smith again, who has nicely summed up the critical reason to attend the summit, to make a contribution of your own time, something that you'll get back many times over. Well, I think it's important for the industry leaders to uh, contribute and share. So I think that we have an obligation to the industry and our peers and our organizations to come together and continually you know, share best practices and ideas together. And I think that when we do that, we all benefit. So I would just encourage all of us incentive professionals and loyalty and engagement professionals to you, know, you get as much as you put in to these types of experiences and events. And there's no better one than the IMA Summit 
to be able to do so. So again, special thanks to our sponsor, U.S. Bank, for supporting this episode of Motivation Insiders. This podcast is a co-production of the IMA, IESP, and Behavioral Grooves. I'm your host, Tim Houlihan, and thank you for listening to Motivation Insiders. We hope you check out all the other episodes. 